0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of Transform Recruiting. I'm your host, Brad Owens, and I'm excited to be joined by another podcast host, a Mr. Rob Man. Rob, thanks for coming on, man.
1: Hey Brad, thank you for having me. Uh I love the intro music and uh
0: <laughs> Jaunty, right?
1: Appreciate you uh you having me on as someone who uh had to go through and create his own intro music. By the way, I had that I had a producer do all that for ours. Uh super fun. So
0: yeah, uh, you never knew how important uh, jingles were until you had to pick one that, you know, feel like it really defines you.
1: Yeah, I went with like orchestrated hip hop. So. Sure, sure. So that's that's if you, Let me know if you get that when you listen to it next time. <laughs> right. uh, so
0: I'd love for you to give everyone just a little bit about yourself, where you're coming from, uh, so that they can understand kind of where your point of view is, uh, is rooted.
1: Okay, so I think first and foremost, you need to know that I taught high school for seven years. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, and then I went into locums recruiting. So I worked for a really large locums company, went to a smaller one, helped grow a team to about 30 in Miami uh, using um, a specific ATS. And then I went to work at that ATS and I've been working in the marketplace for Bullhorn uh, ever since. So uh, they have a Salesforce platform, you know, two actually, I have three, one in Europe, um, and then they bought Able, which is now a talent platform, which has a Salesforce app. So lots of, lots of relevant stuff uh, for you guys. Um, But my background is I also started a podcast in 2020 when I was at Able, again, which is not Tom platform. And all I've been doing is talking to either technology leaders or staffing and recruiting leaders and kind of getting, you know, selfishly, by the way, starting a podcast is a great way to network and a great education, Brad, uh, because it's like, you know. The most non-aggressive way to get into a sales call. Yeah, <laughs> so thank you. So, and uh, it's it's nice though because you know I may not sell, I, I don't sell to the majority of people we interview, but I have great relationships with them and continue to you know talk with them. We get on, you know, we see each other in person finally at shows, and it's more of a you know really relaxed conversation, and you know you basically learn from their journey and Completely. what they've been doing. So that's awesome. All right, big so- fan of podcasting
0: you have heard a lot. You have had a lot of conversations. So summarize the past, uh, what almost three years of podcasts that you've had then summarize them for me and tell me what's going on in the market, man. Is this going to be a video because my
1: face was just hilarious. I was like, yeah, <laughs> let me just summarize nope. three years of, of creating content for uh, easy, man. Yeah, no, no worries. Um, I got this I, number one, I think, and this is one thing you mentioned to me is like, Every time you interview somebody so far, they're like, tell them what everyone else is going through. And I think the most important thing is I say this a lot and you can, I work with uh, another sales rep in the U S who basically is still shadowing me, um, basically probably for the better part of a year, she'll shadow me. So I tell people they're not alone or they're not weird for having this issue, at least on every call. So whoever's listening to this, if you think your company is unique in their problems, um, You are unique. I always say this to people's individuals too, but you're not special. Like the problems are still the same. I don't want to make you feel like you're not unique and cool, but the problems are usually the same. Um, You know, adoption, what to use, uh, you know, like why this isn't working specifically really well or or like any, any number of things, but usually adoption and um, what to use are the things that come up all the time. And our show, so our, our podcast, and I think this is something that you would resonate with, is we, when, when people ask us like the mission, vision, values of our podcast, we really, we really say like our mission statement is we think that when technology and people work together uh, well, that better outcomes will come for everyone involved. And in staffing, you have three customers if you're a leader. You have your recruiters, you have your candidates or your talent, and then you have your clients. Personally, I think the most important person to serve is your internal recruiters first. Those are your first customer, and they impact all of your other customers. I know know Salesforce probably believes that in the way that they talk about their 360 and understanding your customers. Um, So whatever you do for your clients and candidates, you should probably do for your internal recruiters too. Um, Because if you can get that, if you can get the technology and the experience and the workflow correct for them, Everybody else is, it's it's not easy per se, but it is way easier. So that's what we like to talk about is the intersection of people and technology and how you can get better outcomes with those. So
0: So you're having conversations with folks that are ready to drop a lot of money on software that they've tied a lot of hopes and dreams to of, oh, this thing's going to fix X. Where mm-hmm. do you feel like people are entering the marketplace? Like they come into this marketplace looking for some technology that's going to solve their biggest pain point of what? Like what do you typically see? Um,
1: it's a good question. So what are they what are they most often trying to solve? Is what you're asking me? Correct, yeah. You know, unfortunately, it's what, what I, I think maybe we go back to this. It's whatever bit of technology they're buying, and, speak, and they always say that like their recruiters aren't going to use it. Mm-hmm. So whenever someone can solve that, I think that's a great, yeah, yeah, it's a billion-dollar idea, um, you know, solving why people don't want to use technology well. Um, but it, for me, I think right now, this year, reporting and... So reporting and automation rely on one thing, which is good data. And if people are getting, you know, people in the sales world, right, uh, SaaS sales, whatever sales, have been relying on good good data and good automation because inherently, um, people who use Salesforce have had Marketo, Pardot, which is now Marketing Cloud, a long time ago, you know, five, seven, ten years. Uh, Sense and Bullhorn Automation have come around um, more recently in the last five years. So a little bit behind. And as they're trying to catch up on this automation piece and they're trying to learn how to grow their business, they're realizing that their data quality is is really important. And so they're coming in and they're trying to talk about how do I get my data right? And that's really about the same thing. as So reporting and automation rely on good data. So as long as you can get them using the system, you'll get those two things kind of solved together. They kind of work, you know, they're not like, independent things if you have people using the system your reporting is better and your automations will be better so i think yeah. data quality and then those two things are huge
0: and i'm seeing to add one additional thing in there is understanding where their data is period and what data is important to actually track
1: yeah i uh and this is complete self-serving but i released a course uh on how to set up bullhorn as like the like a bullhorn admin or a salesforce admin to get the most out of automation, but that answers that question. Like I've literally created a course on teachable and I released it like a month ago for that purpose, Brad. So, That's um, it, you know, people are asking the same questions. It's just Like It doesn't matter what system they're using or we probably what industry, right? Like whether they're sales folks or TA or staffing or recruiting.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're all doing the exact same types of things because, Like you said, it all relies on that underlying really good data. Uh, I see a lot of people trying to collect the entire forest of data. Like, look, the salary data is good for that moment in time. When another recruiter calls them behind your recruiter, they all of a sudden are going to want more money. Like that, that kind of data that everyone's been like, oh, it's going to it's what we're going to use to put out this whole Oh, uh, I mean, they love putting large... out salary
1: reports, Brad. They love them.
0: Everybody loves to have their own salary report. Like, yeah. Okay, great. Fine. Yep. I, as a person who is doing that job, might check in to make sure that I'm earning as much as my peers, but it behooves you to make me think I'm earning less so that I got... I have never really thought of those as a good
1: thing. Yeah, I, I, I think it's so, it makes me, it's so let's be honest, I'm excited that they're creating content mm-hmm. and they're asking their customers questions. So yep. let's celebrate that big win. Um again, to your point, it is just a snapshot. And if you make a recruiter fill it all out, it's gonna create a bad, you know, a bad thing, a bad experience for that recruiter, right? Serve your first customer. So if you yep. can use automation or workflows to help you, right, then you know, you can fill in six fields and then have all the other things from marketing filled out through some kind of workflow or automation that like if this field is filled out with accountant, years of experience is four, then guess that the salary is gonna be around this and fill in a couple of skills. So and then if they're wrong, you can fix them, right? Like it's not it's it's a living thing. It's not a fixed thing. I think but one of the other things I've been saying a lot this year is if you don't tend to your data, just like a garden, it's gonna go to crap. Mm -hmm. you have to you have, to have someone minding it.
0: What do you think the biggest things they're trying to do with their data is? You mentioned reporting and yeah, it makes total yeah. sense because, um, staffing and recruiting, that's really hard to put out good financials for. Like you really can't forecast all that well. What are some no. of the things they're trying to
1: do? No, that's a good question. So I think for me, what I, what I see people trying to do is one, um, get, it's about growth. I think. I think people are at that stage where they, depending on the vertical, they really had great, you know, post-pandemic years. I know we're not technically post-pandemic, but like 2021, 2022. Now, you know, 2021, we were phasing out uh, and people had massive growth. And then, you know, right now we're in a period of of layoff, right? Like I think the bloat's going going um, in these big tech companies and companies. So Uh, Hopefully we'll get back to, to, you know, still unemployment's low. Um, I don't know if that's like a false metric, but it's definitely a good sign. And I think people are trying to grow and then therefore the end result of trying to grow is to be more strategic. So how do you you use that reporting to help you. you use good data to help you? You, you know, trim technology fat or anything using good data. And then you double down on what works and you, you know, take, take educated, educated bets. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're not playing the slots. You're paying, playing a table game.
0: You've probably given your timeline, you've lived through a couple of these downturns in the market right now. I personally, I actually, other than the hard times that it's made for my recruiters that were you know highly commission-based, um, I enjoyed it from a strategic point of view from these dips in the market because it allowed me to focus on those kind of things that I don't really have time to when things are going crazy and I'm trying to close however many placements a week. Um, I feel like when they are having this chance to calm down and look, this is really a lot of the time that people are going, oh, geez, we really let that get away from us. Or, oh, geez, they're yeah. really not putting in what we thought they were. And yeah. it's that point in time where everyone's starting to wake up yeah. and say, "Well, oh, we should probably work on that. So yeah, so I think
1: to your point, right? Like, you know, we're, the staffing and recruiting industry, talent acquisition maybe feels the same way, is uh, throw people at the problem.
0: Yeah, kind well, that's of kind of industry Always.
1: Yeah, yep. and, you know, again, go back to what, like, why we created the podcast is because we wanted to create if you have 10 people, we want them to operate like, uh, you know, a hundred or 200, um, you know, sounds cliche, but if you get those, if you get the technology and the people trained the right way and have the right culture, it's really not impossible. It's really a, a doable thing to get all of those things humming and, and just driving together. Um, and, it, and it might change from year to year. I think you do like you shouldn't be throwing a head count at what could be a technology problem and you shouldn't be buying more technology if you haven't you know like if you look at the if you look at i got yelled at once for this by a a chef friend of mine i we used most of the yogurt but like there was like at least another spoonful spread out and she was like no you don't throw that container away until you get all of it out and i'm like okay chef uh i was Mm -hmm. like i was too chefing for her um and i think that's really how we could think about technology is like okay we, we got 80% of the use of the technology, right? Which is really good for utilization purposes and adoption. But like, before we go bandaid by something else, can we use the stuff we already have to fill in that gap? And like, again, you need to have a gardener or someone who knows or has time to go do this, to get all that out of there. And, you know, you spend, how much money do you spend on a CRM with like the basics to do? Like I know generally what like a bullhorn or Salesforce charges per seat with all the add-ons um, and you know if you're gonna spend that much money and have 50 seats you better have somebody who's making sure that that all that stuff's working well
0: yeah absolutely
1: whether it's you know contingent consultant or you know full-time whatever makes sense for your business but it doesn't make yeah. sense to spend all that money and not have not have a person that would help you
0: right well why invest if you're not going to use it I'm you don't get a Ferrari to not take it to track days, right? Like you're gonna have yeah. to go have some fun with it.
1: And that, and that thing is going to the the, the garage for maintenance way more often than your Honda. Yeah.
0: yeah. Whether
1: whether yeah. that's good for your lot or not, but usually when you're buying a Ferrari, it doesn't really matter at that point. So sure.
0: Uh, hopefully. Yeah. Um, oh. So you mentioned something there that I'd love to get your take on you're, You stumbled into a little bit of the do more with less, which I'm hearing a whole lot right now. Well, that's
1: that's how you run a recession. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the mentality of how can you make one feel like they're working like 100, I think is how you put it. So yeah. 10, like my,
1: yeah.
0: yeah, there you go. So my analogy that I always try and show to people and, and try and get them in the idea of what your recruiters could be like, is I use a airline metaphor. So I say, right now, they're acting a bit like uh, flight attendants. They're asking the same questions of everybody. They're doing the same things over and over and over again, having the same conversations. What if they could act like air traffic controllers and instead see what's going on, intervene when they needed to, have that overarching view of everything that's happening, and still be able to make the kind of impact and kind of results that you're looking for what do you think's kind of standing in the way right now of most organizations being able to do something like that
1: you know the answer. Uh, data <laughs> paying attention to the right data points you know tracking the right data points you know you can't like getting good at reporting so an easy the easiest way I love the analogy by the way by the way flight attendants and air traffic controllers might be the two most diverse like different jobs from a skill set perspective, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. But I mean, they have the same goal, right? They want everyone yeah, to land at the same everyone, point. No, well, yeah.
1: it's about a customer experience. But it's just really funny <laughs> to think about, like, this the insanity of air traffic control. Hopefully, it's all automatic. You know, uh, automatic, yeah. and yeah, you know, there's AI using fixing it because uh, that was a stressful job back in the day. Hopefully, it's still not as stressful. Um, but to your point, like having the time or the resources to be like. Hey, staffing company A, you know, and then this is a really like easy example, but hey, it's Christmas time, you know. All the warehouses that you staff usually bulk, you know, bulk up and have a bunch of hiring they have to do. So it would be in your best interest because it takes you on average fifteen days to get fully staffed. Like if you need to staff fifty people, it takes you fifteen days. Fifteen days to get it. This is just like me making stuff up, right? So that means if you know you need to get, you know, your customers because you have. AI and reporting and like really good data that on November 1st, they're going to start doing that. That means October 1st or 15th, you're starting to prepare, right? You're, you're playing chess instead of checkers, right? You're, you're really planning ahead. And I think companies can do that now. Um, I don't think enough people sit back and look at their data across all verticals of staffing. I'm sure like light industrial who do like these high volume gigs know generally maybe they don't have, like the reports but they have a feeling like when people are going to staff up based on their industry um or you know kind of run up their 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 staff uh, but you could really do that for anything right so you know if you have enough data points coming in or, or have a a tool that says like hey you know, like look at tech crunch is fascinating right if you ever look at their database you know they know how much money is being deployed And so it's you know these all these aggregate data points that can lead you to, you know, someone saying, "Hey, we know this vertical and this or this sector is going to need more engineers," right? Yeah, and so stuff like that. Like I I just I just don't think there's an investment in, in the in the lower parts. Like I'm sure Ron's not at Decos of the World, Kelly's. They're they're doing these things. Um, because they have teams, right? Like, you know, Harry Stamper and Armageddon said, it's NASA, you have teams, you have teams upon teams that are just cooking things up. Like, Kelly and those guys, that's a really funny quote, by the way, I'm going to use that from on. one. Um, I love Armageddon. Come on. Come on, Brad.
0: It's crazy. It was actually supposed to be in my friend's movie night watch list tonight, so that's oh, crazy coincidence.
1: Yeah. Awesome. But that's so true. Like, you should have, te- the, the bigger guys have teams upon teams looking at data, trying to figure these things out, getting better. Uh, but as you go downstream, you know, you're you're running a business, maybe you're running a, um, you know, you're trying to grow now, but maybe you're running like a a lifestyle business, and you're okay with just kind of playing it as it came. Uh, but if you're trying to grow and be strategic, you do need to think like a tech company. You know, everyone's a tech company. Um, the founder of Eatsleep actually was making me laugh. Um, have you ever heard of Eat Sleep? Mm-mm. So it's a it's a mattress um, company. Well, it's a tech company. They create mattresses or mattress covers that can control the temperature on your side of the bed. So, if I'm a hot sleeper and my wife is cold, my side will, will stay cooler and keep me asleep, and her side will stay warmer and keep her asleep. So, and then they have to collect data and do all this really stuff, really cool stuff. So, the the CEO Matteo, I'm not going to butcher his Italian last name. Um, today was talking about, like on Twitter, about another uh, company. And they were like, you know, most hardware companies are just software companies now. And I'm like, well, most companies are tech companies who just do something. So, you know, the easiest example, the best case study, Domino's is a tech company that makes pizza. Really, they just do really cool stuff with tech, right? I don't think the, the pizza might be a little bit better than Papa John's or whatever, but like, it's not that much better they're just they just have that much better tech and software wrapped around it so if you want to be better you need to i mean we I mean, keep coming back to the same thing right serve your first customer with good tech let your clients interact with good tech clients candidates and just and just keep working on those things so yeah, anyway. and you're
0: um, using examples i like help People think of different examples from different industries because you think of things like Domino's, like that pizza tracker. Like, wouldn't that be great to have the same sort of thing for when you're interviewing for a job to know exactly where you stand? Even from a client's perspective, wouldn't it be nice because to know where we're at? It. Yeah. Uh you're able, able to do it for your staffing company. Yes. That's the experience we're getting when we're not interacting with your staffing firm. And now all of a sudden, I get a black hole and a call every Friday and a voicemail. Who leaves voicemails anymore about how many you've actually talked to over the week? Like It's garbage. Um, but anyway, not to discourage the rest of people out there that are doing it. It's still a good practice. You've got to make everyone happy. I
1: mean, staffing is a great business for people. Recruiting is a great business. So, yep. I mean, they're going to keep doing it the way that they're doing it. Um, there will be consolidation. There will be. There will be other things, but... You know, if you can if you can run a really profitable business because of good tech, with less money, and take care of your customers, you know they're going to go there. They're like you're going to work with a customer who has the best experience for the talent, the best experience for the clients, and the best. You know, let's be honest. Recruiters are on a commission plan, right? They're going to make money. So, what technology, what what company is going to give you the best opportunity to make the money that I? want to with the best tools.
0: Yep. That's what everyone's looking so, for right now.
1: No, that's great. Yeah.
0: So I want to be respectful of your time and I know we're coming up on the end of the hour here. So where do you want people to find you interested listeners? Where would you like me to point them?
1: Yeah, no, I, uh, so I, um, just search, Robert Mann, I have a little apostrophe after my T, uh, in Robert, so that I know if you automatically message me on LinkedIn. Um, but that's the easiest way. Uh, RobmanFL on Twitter. So it's just Rob, M-A-N-N-F-L on Twitter. Uh, And then follow the You and the Experience podcast. This is, you know, um, this is what we talk about day in and day out. Or we're just, I mean, I'm fascinated with culture and the way that people and technology work together in culture. So.
0: Love it. Well, fantastic. Well, thanks so much. I appreciate you taking time out to be able to share your ideas and what's been on the podcast, uh, on your podcast with everyone who's listening to this one. And yeah, you all should be listening to both. So go check it out. Yeah, please.
1: Um, We're going to have you on ours soon too. So it'll
0: be fun. Let's do it, man. We'll trade. I'll trade airtime. That sounds fun. Uh, So yeah, if anyone wants to hear more about this podcast, it's transformrecruiting.com. That'll get you all the episodes. If you want to email me directly, it's hello at bradowens.com. And uh, I hope to be able to be with you all on the next episode, I guess. We'll we'll talk to you then.
1: (laughs) Thanks, man.